the Rosary, the Life of Jesus and Mary, the Birth of our Lord Jesus, the excitement builds as we approach the birth of the Savior. Three kings had left their countries following the bright star in the east. In far-off Rome, Caesar Augustus is issuing a decree. The entire Roman Empire must be counted. Each person had to return to his birthplace. And then there is Joseph and Mary. Under normal conditions, this would not seem like a great burden to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem, less than a week's journey by foot. But these were not normal times. How could he possibly subject Mary to such a trip now? She was heavy with child. She should not be traveling anywhere, no less on rough roads over high mountains. She was extremely healthy, but she was entering her ninth month. Did this fears run through Joseph's mind as he read the notice posted on the door of the synagogue? When Joseph shared this news with Mary, what was her reaction? We believe her heart jumped for joy. Was there not another powerful affirmation that she was carrying the Son of God? She knew well the scripture passages, the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. Has she wondered how the Lord was going to arrange that? Was this her answer? She must have been so excited. It was beginning. You can bet Joseph's and Mary's attitudes were at opposite ends of the spectrum. He was most likely worried about many things. She probably wanted to get on the road. He didn't know where they would stay, how Mary would manage the trip. She knew God would provide. She was carrying his son inside her. She had to know that legions of angels would surround and protect them and the precious unborn babe as they traveled to Bethlehem, that Gabriel will be covering Mary with his wings, protecting her from the elements, while Michael was clearing the road of anyone who might threaten their safe passage. Bethlehem is the city of David. Joseph was from the lineage of David. He came from Bethlehem. He had many relatives there, but he hadn't visited them in some time. Add to that, Everyone else who was born in Bethlehem was returning to be counted in the census. When Joseph and Mary arrived in Bethlehem, it was even worse than he had suspected. The town was jammed with people. He tried the inns first. There was no room. He tried his relatives. Most didn't even remember him. And those who did had no room. It was impossible. Desperate, he went back to the inns again. He was willing to pay whatever they wanted, even though he was not a rich man. No amount of money will do it. No one had a room for them. Now, after the fact, we all will die to welcome Jesus, Mary, and Joseph into our homes, offering them the finest room in our home. But no one knew them, and they were not welcome anywhere. Joseph found a cave on the outskirts of town whose only other tenant was an ox. Joseph led Mary inside. He carefully arranged hay for her to lie down on. She was exhausted from the journey, but she was calm and joyful. Nothing ruffled her. She was anticipating what she knew was to come at any time. Joseph felt the same way, but he manifested his exhilaration by taking charge and doing things. He asked Mary to try to sleep. He went over to the opening of the cave to keep guard. It is true that no one knows exactly what happened that night that God came to the face of the earth. 
but please forgive us if we dream. Mary felt the Lord calling her. She got up and looked up into the sky. The moon was so bright, the curtains of heaven parted. Angels poured out gently making their way down to earth, taking their positions for the great event which was about to take place. The gaze of the Holy Spirit beamed down on her, enveloping her in the form of a brilliant light. The light was so intense, it seemed as if it were feeding life into her. Her entire body trembled from the power that was encompassing her. Her heart beat so vigorously, she thought it would jump out of her body. It was happening. It was now. She felt a great burning of love in her heart for God. It was done. He was here. Gloria in excelsis Deo. The sound of angels chanting, praising God for the gift he was giving the world at this moment, reverberated throughout the valley, ricocheting off the hills and mountains, shaking the very earth with its power. The vibration of the angels' voices and the excited fluttering of their wings wakened shepherds sleeping in the nearby fields. They rushed out of their caves to see what the commotion was. There before them was a legion of angels. In another place, a distance away, the eyes of the three kings darted sharply in the direction of the tremor that shook them out of a deep sleep. They had been following the bright star. It stopped moving over Bethlehem. Now they knew the direction to follow. Back in Jerusalem, Herod angrily ripped open the curtains of his palace. He glared out at the bright sky, suspiciously studying each gleaming star. He had been rudely awakened from his deep sleep. He had felt a terrifying rumble, like the very earth trembling beneath his feet. He didn't know what it was, but he didn't like it. Did you cry, Jesus, as you entered the world? The gentle sound of the baby reached out to Joseph. He looked around the room, aware for the first time of the brilliant light within. The first thing he saw was Mary's face. She was radiant. Tears were streaming down her beautiful cheeks. Her eyes were looking beyond him, to the heavens above, focused on the source of the light streaming in. Joseph followed the light to Mary's arms. She held the softest, whitest, most delicate child Joseph had ever seen. The King, the Messiah, was born. The Word was made flesh. At first, Joseph didn't know what to do. How do you behave in the presence of God? He was awkward, but the gentle Mary who had turned from girl into woman in nine short months, encouraged him with her eyes and motioned for him to come closer. It was awesome. He would be responsible for this child's welfare for many years. It was time to begin. The holy couple wrapped the baby in swaddling clothes. They arranged him comfortably on a bed of hay. Mary lay close to him, with Joseph kneeling at her side. The light dimmed. The angels stationed themselves around the cave, keeping out those who should not enter and allowing in those whom the Lord wanted in. Joseph and Mary were exhausted from the excitement of the evening. They had just begun to doze when they heard feet shuffling outside the cave. Joseph shot up. To his amazement, he saw simple shepherds standing outside the cave, peering within. They entered the cave slowly a look of both fear and anticipation on their faces. 
they recounted how angels had been in the fields singing praises to God and how they told them to come to this cave where they will see the king of the world. Joseph was speechless. He couldn't fully take in all that was happening before his very eyes. Mary raised herself so that the shepherds could get a better look at the child in her arms. They knelt and paid homage to him. Joseph and Mary listened as the shepherds told them that the angel said, You have nothing to fear. I come to proclaim good news to you, tidings of great joy to be shared by the whole people. This day in David's city, a Savior has been born to you, the Messiah and Lord. Let this be a sign to you. In a manger, you will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes. Mary searched their faces. There was such joy and hope in their eyes. She recalled the angel's words to her. He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Now, as the world was about to receive her king, in Jerusalem, a king of the world was plotting to kill that king. Three kings from the east had stopped at the palace of King Herod, inquiring, Where is the king of the Jews? We observed his star rising and have come to pay him homage. At this news, King Herod became greatly disturbed, and with him all Jerusalem. Herod asked his chief priests and scribes where this king was to be born. When they told him the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, he bid the kings to go there and report back to him so that he could go and pay him homage. The three kings set out toward Bethlehem. They followed the star they had first seen to this place. Now they peered inside, awestruck by the heavenly sight before them, the infant child with his mother Mary. They knelt and paid homage to Jesus. Then they presented the babe with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When they were warned in a dream to not return to Herod, they took a different route back to their country, bypassing Jerusalem altogether. Mary kept a mental record of these events all the days of her life. A time will come when she will need to draw on these memories for strength. As you share this mystery, set your heart on the true gift of Christmas, the gift of Jesus. The enemy tries his hardest each year to cloud the real issue of Christmas, the birth of the Savior. He tries to mask it with tinsel and artificial snow and stockings hung from the chimney with care. He tries to make the hero of Christmas Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or even Santa Claus. Santa Claus, or more properly Saint Nicholas, will be the first to tell you that the gift he brings you on Christmas, the only gift that counts, is the helpless little baby who was born to die for the salvation of the world. Our minds and hearts go back to Mount Tabor in the Holy Land. Four mosaics surround the main altar. The one that touched us deeply was that of the baby Jesus. The angels were hovering over him, their eyes heavenward, glorifying their Lord. You are so filled with joy and rejoicing. Then your eyes travel to the babe in the manger below the angels. He is so beautiful, so precious, as you look at his baby cheeks. You want to reach out and fondly hold those chubby cheeks in your hands, close to your face. 
but suddenly your joy turns to sorrow. You feel like crying. His eyes, my God, his eyes are like those of an old man, like those of someone who has seen all the sorrows of the world, and those sorrows are in these eyes. When you look in the eyes of this babe, you can see why our Lord was born. Did you see any of this in your newborn son, Mother Mary? One year, our junior legion of Mary put on an Easter play. The children played all the parts, including Jesus. On Good Friday, our pastor, Monsignor O'Connell, used the play as a meditation on the seven last words of Jesus. I think the most poignant time in the play was when the lights dimly came up on a young boy, our grandson, 10 years old at the time, bleeding on the cross. And in the corner, a scene of Joseph and Mary with the baby Jesus in her arms. We have never forgotten that moment in our lives when Jesus asked us to give up everything and follow him. We remembered that scene and we said yes. One of the happiest Christmas seasons I can remember in my life was when I was 11 or 12. I decided to go to the 6 a.m. Mass every morning from the beginning of Advent to Christmas Day. I don't know why I did it. At the time, I thought that the Lord wanted me to give him that gift, but the gift was for me. Through rain and snow and bitter cold weather, I went to a little Dominican monastery about four blocks from my home every day from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Many years have passed. I can still smell the candles burning in that chapel. I can still hear the nuns singing their morning prayers. That time, that gift will be with me for the rest of my life. My memories bring it out, dust it off, and play it for me every Advent season. Meditate with Mother Mary on the miracle of Christmas, on the Incarnation, the Word made flesh, God among us. Relive the true story of Christmas in your mind and heart, in your home, with your family. Go to Mass every morning. Give that gift to the baby Jesus. See what He gives you in return. Get ready for the Savior to be born in your heart as you receive Him in Holy Communion. Are you ready? Here He comes. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply, with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.